Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 411 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you accidentally on this, the 11th of September, 2022 at uh, 6.45 a.m. Uh, left Coast, PST, Pacific Coast, Left Coast, Coast with the Most. Crack Engineer Ivor Molina holding up the whiskey sign. Cheers, Ivor. Yeah, I know. It's been a hell of a week. You're fired, by the way. But more whiskey is a good idea. We'll go straight from the bottle. Check this out. Here's sound effect of the week. Mmm. Uh, we have a shorter show for you this week due to technical difficulties, but let's get let's get straight to our top stories. This is still a good show, I hope. Because we have a bunch of great Linux gaming stuff to talk about, but we cannot escape the top stories. Before we get to the number one issue that's on everyone's minds, and it's not September 11th. 21 years. 21 years, holy shit. That's not the first thing that's on my mind. This week. We have something else. But before we get to that, I I have to say that every week, week after week, for almost nine years now, we do the rundown for this show, which Ivor has never read! He's supposed to be the one who's in charge of it. He's never read it. At all. I'm. Don't you fucking shake your head at me, motherfucker. Oh, what a comfort it is to have friends. I know this from past experience, but our final comfort is the Lord. You shut your fucking face, Ivor! 
You've never read a single fucking rundown. Crack engineer Ivor, Ivor Molina may never have run, read a fucking run- Whoa, try saying that at fucking 6.47 in the morning when you're dr- Oh, that would of course make of our sequel friends 2022 09 11 6.47 a.m. Um, but anyway, so every episode of this show that we've been doing now for almost nine years, this October will be our it's crazy. I had to do my dad's yard side, yard side candle in ten years. Ten years, you died on. September the 12th. I did it yesterday. I haven't slept. I've been drinking a lot. But, uh... Every episode of this show is... The rundown is is done with a stylus on an iPad. But I've been so fucking batshit overwhelmed by commissions and stuff this week that the iPad, it's an, it's a eight-year-old iPad uh, Pro 12.9, whatever the fuck. It's the big one. It's it's the second most expensive computer I have ever purchased in my entire life. And it has changed my entire life. But it is on its last legs. Mm. And my iPad, my iPencil or whatever the fuck they call it, the tip I did a speed drawing thing last night. This is like during my day. So when I say last night, it doesn't mean that I slept. I did this speed drawing and my my tip wore out. And so then I was like this fucking raw metal tip and so I couldn't do the rundown. It seems like a minor difference to you. It's a huge difference to me because like there's only... 50 shows from the earliest days of this podcast that don't have the rundown on my iPod, on my iPad, written out in longhand. Um, not that it's ever helped, Ivor! Oh, Ivor, we'll get that fucking case, won't we, Ivor? We have a big show for you this week. Before we do, the number one fucking craziest thing that happened is once upon a time in 1926 a little girl was born in Scotland well, I don't know where she was born was she born in Scotland <laughs> a little girl was born she was the daughter of she she was the progeny of a royal lineage any I am not a royal fan I'm not a but I know my history I know my history pretty well 1926 a girl Elizabeth was born and this little girl this little girl improbably became the queen of England and not just the queen of England at any time but the queen of England at I'm I'm also not an Anglophile. I'm an American. I'm as American as fucking apple pie. I'm a mongrel bastard. I'm not not a bastard. Well, no one's been able to prove it. (laughs) I've had my suspicions. But uh, a mongrel nonetheless, just like everyone else in America. America, that shining city across the pond the defiant cousins of the British Empire 
who chose a different path than monarchy, who decided that we should have a representational government, we filter out we filter out direct democracy by making it a representational democracy which is okay, it's good maybe maybe we're ready for something new for 70 years fuck, I'm trying to remember when the first constitutional congress was anyway I think, you know, 1776, so I'm going to play fast and loose with my math. Remember, please, people, when I say that I have dyscalculia, it means I have dyscalculia. Basic math is not my strength. So, 1776, so let's say we're like up to like 200, we're, yeah, okay, 250 years of, of the American experiment. A third of which, roughly, Right? 70 years there's been one queen. I'm not a monarchist. I am an American. I'm not fascinated by the comings and goings of you know, like when Princess Diana, I did not give a flying fuck. I, but I'm a heterosexual male, so and I'm I'm of a certain age, so you know. And then as I learned more about Diana later on, I still have not really given that much of a fuck. The Queen of England died this week. Queen Elizabeth II the age of 96 years old and it's it's a crazy thing when you see people in your discord changing their status that day to rest in peace Elizabeth II 1920 well she was born in 1926 and she died at the age of 96 this week and what she saw and what she represented and I don't just mean to like the I, I can only view this as as a as a commoner from a disconsolate <laughs> disconsolate cousin country who uh who rebelled and succeeded against all odds against the monarchy you know to create this grand experiment in demo- representational democracy that we call that we used to call the United States of America which right now is so imperiled she was born I just want to tell you one thing well two things I think it was uh, God the the day she died and I think it was Keir Simmons who said I just want to really point out to you she was born in 1926 then bam you get the depression you know the whole world is like going through the jazz age we think that oh the Germans will never be horrible again right Yeah, what have they done to us lately Um, she's 14 in the depression at the the tail end of the depression that'd be 1940 and then bam you're queen at 21 in the middle of the war and this is the second world war and it is a war that the Brits had fucking let me make it clear to anyone within the sound of my voice 
this tiny little island nation saved the world from fascism. Literally, the British people saved the world from Adolf Hitler. Americans eventually came and helped. And we were absolutely essential. But for fucking oh my god and they they had this young queen and they had her first prime minister Winston Churchill if you've not read the last lion oh my god you gotta read that book man you gotta read er, lady or whoever you are and so this chick is born in 1926 not with a pro I mean, you know, she's on the family tree but she's not gonna ever <laughs> what? Be queen? <laughs> what are you talking about? And at the age of 21 she's queen. And the pretty, you know, it's just crazy to think about. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II died this this week. It's crazy. Think about what she saw. Piers Morgan, Keir Simmons, not Piers Morgan. Fuck, I'm sorry. Keir, I think it was Keir Simmons. I I keep wanting to say Keir Simmons. He said when she was born, the most, the latest invention in the world was the wireless radio to have been adopted when she gave her by the time by the time she gave her first televised Christmas address more people watched it than the worldwide watched it than the moon landing people were so fascinated and she spoke with such wonderful cold attachment as parody and I guess as hated I'm not I'm not a royal I'm not I'm, I'm not a fan you know I, I'm not but losing Queen Elizabeth the second I mean it's not like it was unexpected but it, it When you lose a touchstone in history, when she was born the wireless radio, and then Keir Simmons, I want to say, on the night that she died, I watched it. Outside of, outside of ironically, Buckingham Palace, which I think it was outside of Buckingham Palace, which is not where. But everyone just started to gather. He's like, I look at this remarkable scene. This woman who is not supposed to ever really, you know, first of all, live this fucking long, but rise to a position of prominence that was like an anchorage eventually over, you know, as the decades go by, you become an anchorage, you become like a building. I don't know if it's the fact that it's September 11th right now, which is an accident. We didn't hold off to do this show on September 11th. It's like a building. It's like the building of civilization itself. Even though we are the rebellious former cousins. Who won our freedom and have now lived. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why she died. She saw. Finally, the our rebellious American cousins have gotten their comeuppance. I'm kidding. She was not a malevolent person. She was always there. Just like, just like a building. You know, building a skyscraper, 
takes not just, you know, maybe a decade to build. It takes hundreds of thousands of millions of lives to build. It's a thing, you know, we're talking about the technical knowledge, the engineering, the metal, the metallurgical knowledge, the understanding, the foundries, the forges, the work, the work to build it alone is not measured in those brief years to summon this magnificent thing. It's only when it stands for decades and decades, 70 fucking years. And then suddenly, like that, it's gone. And we'll end, you know, there's all sorts of shit we could talk about in terms of the Queen, but really. It's Keir Simmons or whatever the fuck his name was standing out there in front of the palace going, she was born the wireless radio was the number one in her infancy and her early adolescence you have the depression which is what made the American music industry by the way, but and the wireless radio, those two things. And then she becomes queen. This new prime minister, Winston Churchill, as Chancellor Hitler, goes fucking apeshit and starts attacking the world. And it was... Maybe not the Queen of England, but it was the British Empire. It was the Emerald Isle that saved the world from Hitler and fascism. And Keir Simmons is standing there and he's like, and now it is just a striking scene to see all these people, all these, all these people who've gathered here spontaneously to remember her. This was fucking hours after she, after the announcement that she had died at Balmoral had filtered out to the public. And they are recording video on their cell phones and live streaming it to the rest of the world. So, like, to be a stalwart, to be a to even just be fucking present throughout all of that is remarkable and she did it with (coughs) amazingly apolitical aplomb and was responsive I mean she did the the fucking Christ's sake, like the Christmas announcement. Like, anyway, she embraced TV. She saw, she went from a world that was so small to the biggest world that, the biggest, most interconnected world that we've ever had and lived to see even that fail and become dysfunctional. It is. It's not. It's not an apocryphal like uh, a p o c r y p. You know, it's not. It's not something that will. Whether or not humanity survives on this planet or anywhere in the next fifty years, people will remember Elizabeth the, the seventy-year-long reign of Elizabeth the Second. They will remember aspects of Abraham Lincoln. I hope. Because he was he was the best. 
formerly colonized people. There is no place on earth other than, I mean, you can look at the Vikings. You can look at the Romans. None of them ever did. what the Brits did with their crazy hegemonic empire and she was a figure of great transition and change who saw the drawing down of the colonial legacy of the British Empire I, I you know I mean from that she's Born the wireless radio is the new technological gadget. She sees the Second World War, the unthinkable war, and lives it like deeply. And she was a mechanic in World War II. <laughs> I love that. I did not know that until two or three days ago. She sees the Russian, she sees the Cold War, she sees the bombing, and she sees, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. She sees Sputnik. She sees man walk on the fucking moon. She sees the American Civil Rights Movement. She sees Margaret Thatcher. She sees Ronald Reagan. Truman. Nixon. 14 fucking presidents. The whole sweep of the 20th century. More or less. And there's Queen Elizabeth. Now the Queen is dead. Long live King Charles III. Fuck King Charles And all these people with their cell phones live streaming video tearful videos I didn't know that she was I didn't know that the queen is on all the currency and postage stamps they have to be changed now I did not know that I'm an idiot you know you can say whatever you want but unless you've read all the last line three times then you can't say that I'm an idiot you can do that and then say I'm an idiot it's fine I'm of a certain age but all throughout my life there's There's been one Queen Elizabeth. And I hate the royal family. I hate the monarchy. So, I think, I I hope that's enough of a tribute. It's just, it's so crazy. When you lose someone, who saw all the 20th century, you know, it's, it's true. <laughs> there were composers who were like that. I got in arguments with my father, who, by the way, this is the tenth anniversary of his death. So I'm, I'm particularly maudlin, but I'm not super drunk and I'm not high. It is just that big of a moment, and watching our own democracy fail. fail slowly and come finally I think we're now on our knees and to lose a stalwart like Queen Elizabeth II it's just crazy history it is insane 70 years So, moving on. So, we have no stylist. Queen Elizabeth is dead. Also, we lost Mikhail Gorbachev, who was the only person 
only political figure when I was growing up that I had a poster of. I had a poster of Michael Jordan doing the tongue fucking dunk, the ownage dunk, the dunk, and a cross in that corner, catty corner to him, was a picture of Mikhail Gorbachev, who I liked a lot more than Reagan and who is eventually hated by his people, but who for the tremulous 25 years, 30-ish years that we had, post-Glasnost, post-Perestroika, my adolescent and adult life, he gifted, along with Reagan, I hate Reagan, yeah, you can tell your friends. Seth Fingers, Slim Barkin, Skooky Sprite hates your Saint Reagan. Saint Reagan was a piece of shit, but whatever! He did, along with Gorbachev, defuse the Cold War. He also died. And so, in that spirit of coming together, we bring you our feature. 15 minutes of our first impressions of another legacy of the Soviet Cold War era, which I played 6.2 hours of in the last 24 hours of, 30 hours of. I bring you our feature on Trail Out. God save the king. Crazy. Oh my god, it's the Libyans! The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's teacher, I can't read you. I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Skooky. The Alright, friends and neighbors. Our feature this week is. A racing game. I spent 6.2 hours playing since I got it I think yesterday. Um, it's called Trail Out. Now, what do you need to know about Trail Out? This is not a review. This do 10 minutes of my first impressions of Trail Out. 6.2 hours worth of first impressions of Trail Out. So, if rec- Okay, fine. We won't do a game comparison. Do you like racing games? Do you like racing games that are fucking insane? Do you like fucking insane racing games that kind of almost don't make sense, but still kind of do? Do you like fucking insane racing games that still kind of do make sense, but also rely on gloriously refreshing old school hardcore learning and repetition and are sometimes obviated by the fact that they're fucking crazy? If so, then my friends and neighbors let me introduce you to your new best girlfriend or boyfriend or friend sex friend of racing like Titan of racing you know the one where she fucks the Cadillac Colorado this is that game I'm just going to read you what I scrawled in pencil on graph paper because I don't have a goddamn iPad right now. Thank you, Ivor. You're fired! About Trail Out. These are my initial first impressions. Trail Out is what happens when Wreckfest... Now we'll go to, like, game comparisons. 
But before we do that, let me let me just say that, like, if you know me at all, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know that, like, when I play a racing game, I prefer simulators, I prefer full manual control, I prefer, not just prefer, I demand the ability to be in the cockpit with a full fucking steering wheel, I want everything as realistic as possible I am a rally racer through and through, I was born and bred on well, I hated RC Pro-Am but I sucked at it but really, Gran, Gran Turismo uh, the first one, the very first Gran Turismo which was a revelation in terms of what, anyway, that's like where I come from, that's where I normally get my rocks off. But, as a professional journalist, I also saw the advent and the perfection, in my opinion, of these, you know, the hybrid arcade simulator racing game. We're talking about, like, but by the same token, though, I have my own appreciation for, like, San Francisco Rush, the arcade racing side of it. Those of you who are of a certain age will basically instantly recognize Trail Out, which has the worst title of any racing game that I've fallen in love with. And so far, I am balls deep in love with this game. We'll recognize it basically as flat out or flat out two for the PlayStation Two. It's they are very spiritually similar, similar. But okay, so here's what Trail Out is like. Trail Out is like if Wreckfest, W R E C K. Uh, Whiskey, uh, Romeo, Echo, uh, Charlie, Kilo, uh, the fuck is F? Foxtrot! God damn it, I'm losing my mind. Wreckfest. Trail out is like if Wreckfest and Burnout 3 had a baby. And they raised it by deranged fucking psychopaths from Eastern Europe. And instead of like winning a race, the purpose is not so much to win the race as it is to explode as much shit as possible. Regardless of where your position in the race is, with certain exceptions. Combine that with San Francisco Rush style shortcuts, like the game basically rewards you for any crash that you can get into, even during a race, which gives you Nitro. But the way the whole game is structured and the way the whole game runs is this insane flashback to a different era of arcade racing where, you know, yeah, back in the day, like with Flash Out, I think it was Flash Out 2 that used to piss me off with this. The real idea of this game is Wreckfest with non-hyper rubber bandy opponents, artificial intelligent control opponents in a race where you are being live streamed and you are getting two forms of currency from every event that you go into. And there are free races and you can build your own cars. You have to repair your own cars, but the damage is not the point. There is no such thing as realistic damage in this fucking game. Sometimes you get launched out of the windshield. Sometimes your car will explode when it's on fire. Other times, you can crash it going fucking 120 
fucking mile, kilometers an hour, like fucking 80 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, whatever, right into a wall while you're on fire and not get killed. Depends on the game mode. Game is basic. I'm not going to do a Russian accent. But you play Mikhail. And not Mikhail, but something like that. You've had a lot of bad luck. And now you enter the Trail Out Festival competition, which is a multi- the fuck I'm getting a fucking message about this episode as I'm recording it that's crazy anyway that's the first time that's ever happened sorry about that so trail out is basically a game that's all about causing as much fucking carnage as you can, even during the race modes now this has its pluses and its and it, it has its benefits and its drawbacks the benefits of this game is not a full review I just want to give you a primer on it anytime you hit anybody or anything, you will get nitrous anytime you are knocked out of position in the middle of a run doesn't matter, you hold down the reset button you can do this sometimes very, in fact very frequently where you can engineer and cock block choke out situations for everyone behind you and everyone who might even be in front of you even to the point where they might get destroyed literally killed which eliminates them and so you can go from 5th to 2nd in almost no time at all with a flurry of fucking chaotic explosions and cock blockery and strategic respawning of your car which is awesome. The game is built around speed and not physics. Meaning every car so far, and I'm I'm up to class B, I'm almost at class A for your cars. Which means more speed better handling, better gear ratios, better acceleration, better recovery times, more nitrous, more everything. Here's the craziest thing about Trail Out. Again, that's its real name. It's a terrible name. I... Prior to Trail Out, I would have said that I would... Rather go to the dentist. I have nine cavities and I have no money. And I am dental phobic. I have congenitally terrible teeth. And evidently I'm resistant to most uh, numbing medications and anesthesia I have to be put under which is dangerous and I can't afford it so yeah it gives you a come here come closer closer to the microphone can you can you feel my corpse breath anyway I would have said that I would rather probably play any game other than go to the NES, but for the purposes of this you know, whatever uh it's crazy if there's an availability for playing in first person in cockpit mode for a racing game 
with manual transmission, if those two options are available, those are the two options I pick. Not just like... Not just like four out of ten times. We're talking 9.5 out of ten times for the last 25 years. Well, I play Trail Out in the third person. I use automatic transmission. Trail Out is like this beautiful unhindered by the as Click and Clack used to say unhindered, unencumbered by the thought process type of game where your only concerns are how many fans you can earn from your live stream during this run, which means crashing into shit it does not mean being the lead runner. It means doing the most damage. It means also causing the most explosions, which means crashing into shit, which means not being the lead runner. Generally speaking, although there are many places where you can do both. It also means finishing the fucking race in first place. So, on the one track, so for every event that you go into, there's different kinds of events. There are you know, race events that are circuit rally driven, mostly with demolition derby type uh, cars to start with, like, we're talking about like very beat up sedans like you get your cars from the junkyard then there are demolition derby events there's also motocross events where it's like championship sprint raised a game that was the progeny of Wreckfest and Burnout 3. The explosions and the damage and the car carnage in this game are awesome. And they are addictive. The way it is structured, at least in so far, six and a half hours of playing It's it's everything that I've wanted in a not everything, but it's a lot of things that I've wanted in an arcade style racer for a long fucking time. At least since Flat Out 2. And I was I was a pretty big fan of eh, I can't remember if it was Flat Out 2 or Flat Out 1 that I really liked. I think it was Flat Out 1. This game is not like that. The shortcuts don't have like loop-de-loops and stunts and shit. They're more like oh, you can catch some air. There's a bunch of tracks and there's a demolition derby mode and there's this my favorite mode is the championship sprint style cross mode. And There's like seven tracks for all of these that, that I've already unlocked. You want to build yourself up. You want to build yourself a car. A stable of cars, actually. You can have 10 cars. There's no way to sell, unfortunately, any cars that you buy or any bodies you buy or whatever. But it's a very grindy, very... Initially, the first three hours were very grindy. Very circumspect physics model based. Unbelievably insane. Explodey racer. Where the sense of speed and the explosions that you generate are really the point of everything. It's not a technical racer, you don't want to think too hard in this game. So, these are my opinions so far. Because, like, sometimes, like, you'll be, like, you'll be in first place. You don't ever want to be in first place at the end of the race for too long, because you will get Mario carded in one way or another. The game is pretty good so far and not rubber banding uh, people against you. But as you progress through the game, like I'm I'm almost at the A rank, 
which is like way far. It's like I guess it's like halfway through the game, maybe tops. Like I haven't even beat my first boss yet because I've been building cars. I've been grinding races, earning money, and building cars. And that's the, the real thing about the game is for every event that you do, there are two forms of currency that you get paid in. The first currency is actual fucking money. You will never get the actual prize money that's offered for the event. Even if you finish first place. If you finish first place, you'll get... Yeah, okay. That's... Maybe. Yeah. Okay, you do get... I think you get all the money that you're offered. But generally... For the first six hours, six and a half hours, you will spend most of your time finishing. There's only eight cars in any event, for the most part. You'll be you'll spend two hours finishing seventh. Did not finish. Exploded. You got killed. Like literally, like they beat your car up so badly because you're such a piece of shit with so little strength that uh, you couldn't finish and you exploded in the middle of the event. Well, unlike most games, when you die tragically, you are invincible. You can get launched from your fucking, through your windshield and you can then have corpse control. It's that kind of insanity. But here's the thing. So you compete for two forms of currency. The real money but also for fans. And fans are people who are following you, who are watching the live stream. And those are cumulative. Like, fans never go away. So, the best way to experience... And by the way, I, I wish that we had our iPad... We do not, but I'll leave you with this thought, uh, and I need to I need to leave you with oh Christ. Open Steam Television Pornography That's my Tracy Jordan impression. I wow, Steam is still opening. I hang on. Shit, I could have sworn that there was a fucking free demo for Trail Out, but I guess that I don't know. I can't find it on the Steam Store page anymore. And since I don't have my iPad, I don't have any of my notes from the previous week. But anyway, right now, Trail Out is 10% off at $70.99. Now through September 14th. I want to leave you with one thought about Trail Out, though. Because this is a ding-ding-ding Linux, Best Links Games podcast, gaming moment in Linux gaming history kind of thing. When you download, for me, I mean, I don't know, your mileage may vary, I, I bought the game $17.99 which is like it's normal full on sale price is 20 bucks, but whatever I was like oh this game looks fucking insane because like everything is exploding in the videos check out the videos you'll love the videos the videos are amazing oh that's the other thing this game has the best soundtrack maybe of any video game I've ever played that is just like a fucking original 90s into early to mid 2000s um summer rock it's it's amazing the soundtrack in this game you want to play it with the soundtrack but here's the craziest thing though about trail out which has the worst title of any game maybe ever made trail out when you press the play button Bam, a little window pops up. Says, do you want to play the DX11, the DirectX11 version? And the alternate version is a DX12. I've never, that I have known of, gotten a game to work using DirectX12 on a Linux machine ever. That I know of. 
it might have happened in some games that just do it by default or whatever. But anyway, so I, I, I just went with DX11. And the game ran like absolute fucking shit. For those of you who have not been playing at home, I run a 3080 Ti. Um, I run Mint uh, 20 whatever the fuck. Uh, I have a fucking 48 terabyte Z- ZFS array inside of my machine. I have 12 hard I think I have 12 hard drives. In my oh my god. I got an A. Anyway, like I have a machine that is like a monster beast with the default DX11. And this is not without custom. This is with no customization of like you know. Well, what proton? What 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 wine prefix do you want to run this from, or anything like that? Bam! You want to run this in DX11? I, I so I ran it twice in DX11, and it was really not good. It was almost. It was barely playable. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe we'll just switch it to. DX12, even though I know it's not going to run. It's the first game. The game is buttery smooth. Explosions, epic. If you don't take it too seriously so far, it's going to take a lot to make me not end up reviewing Trail Out with at least 40 hours logged in and at this reasonable price (laughs) don't expect Gran Turismo do not expect Forza 5 do not even expect Wreckfest because the damage system makes no sense in this game this is a game about spectacle about carnage and about turning your fucking brain off. Literally, if you're not holding down the accelerator, even when you're handbraking, you're not playing the game right. Because, like, literally missing corners, unless you launch yourself off the map, is kind of the point. And chances are you'll hit something that will explode and chances are, if something's going to explode, it's going to kill at least one of your opponents. Or significant, significantly delay them. It is, so far, incredibly delightful. I will see you next week. Hopefully, after a happier news week. For those of you who weren't around for September 11th, 21 years. That's, I'm 43. 21 years. And to all of our friends in the British Empire, our condolences. That's our show for this week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. God save the king. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous. Fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.
now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.